0: Hi, and welcome to the Sci-Fi Primer. This story comes right off the heels of The Down Below Station, the previous book in this Alliance Union series. According to the author's notes, however, originally this was to be written prior to Down Below Station. When the time came to write Merchanter's Luck, CJ Cherry needed a setting for the story and wrote Down Below Station to create the setting for not only this novel, but several others. I originally came across this book when perusing the science fiction section of a local used bookstore. I was in the mood for an adventure story, something small scale, not a galactic scale epic like a Foundation series, but something on a more human level. This cover promised as much a young woman with a pistol in the control room of a spaceship. Now, while it's said that one can't judge a book by its cover, A poor cover can turn a reader away from a potentially good read. In this case, the story delivered pretty much exactly what the cover suggested. This image is in the 70s and 80s style of science fiction art, almost like a snapshot of a scene from the story. If we compare that to the current cover for this story, it's quite the difference. More abstract and not entirely descriptive of the contents, it's very nice. But if I saw this in the bookstore I might not have been tempted to pick it up. As it was with the original, I ended up reading a dozen stories by this author after this discovery. So maybe you can judge a book by its cover, sometimes. But check the book reviews just in case. Now on to the story. It happens several years after the events of Down Below Station. There's a merchant ship that's run by a solo captain by the name of Sandor Kreia. Uh, Spelled K-R-E-J-A, I think it's pronounced Krenia. He goes by the alias Edward Stevens. This is because as a ship owner flying at the margins of society, he's had to change his ship's name and his own name several times over the years to avoid bad debt. We learn that his ship Lucy was once named Lissing and was overrun by pirates years back. Almost the entire crew died and now there's just him. The pirates were the former Earth warships of the previous novel, Uh, who after their route at Tau Ceti have resorted to piracy. At a bar at Viking station in Epsilon Eridani our protagonist hooks up with Alison Riley of the merchant ship Dublin again, a very different kind of ship, very by the book, wealthy and run by a powerful merchant family. Sandor learns from Alison that there are rumors of new trade routes opening between Pell station at Tau Ceti and the old mothballed earth stations. He does a series of risky jumps from Epsilon Eridani to Tau City, and uh, arrives there in record time, just two days after the Dublin Again ship. His little one-man outfit keeping up with a gigantic merchant megaship over three jumps makes him a bit of a local celebrity. The last thing he needs, given his counterfeit credentials. Sandor almost loses everything to Station Authority when a last-minute deal comes across his table. Alison Riley of Dublin again knows she'll never ascend to bridge crew on her family's megaship. With a loan from her organization, she gets cargo and makes a deal with Sandor to come aboard his small operation as second-in-command, along with three of her cousins as crew. He can't really refuse since it's the only way that he can save his vessel from being impounded. Sandor gets an advance on a cargo shipment to bring to a formerly abandoned Earth Company station that is being recommissioned. The cargo is switched out at the last minute though uh, with a military cargo, courtesy of Signy Mallory, who you may remember as the renegade captain of the ship Norway from the first book, now a member of the Alliance. They don't really have a choice but to comply and they are offered hazard pay. After a few tense but mainly uneventful jumps to Kruger 60, they arrive at Venture Station. All is not as it seems though, their ship is boarded by Maziani pirates who have control of the station. Captain Stevens, now revealed to be Sandor, selects a Riley crew member to pretend to be a recent hire and gets the other three to hide in the ductwork. This proves to be fortuitous because after Sandor and his crew mate are taken off ship, the remaining hidden Riley crew members easily overpower the lone pirate left behind to pirate uh, to pilot the ship into dock. Delacy, Zulu, Oscar, Romeo, Federal Flight Control would like to welcome you to this facility. Access granted. Proceed to landing pad 2-3. Assisted docking initiated. Scan detected. On the station, a firefight ensues. Our captain and his crewmate get shot. Fortunately, not fatally. At the same time, the cavalry comes in the last uh, minute in the form of the carrier Norway as well as the Riley flagship Dublin again, and some other well-armed alliance vessels. The Maziani pirates beat a hasty retreat, probably living to fight another day. Our main character Sandor gets to clear his name, and have the counterfeit paperwork replaced with legitimate documents, and there's the happy ending. So that's a summary of the story, it's a good romp. And there's more interpersonal conflict and drama than I was able to cover here. So I suggest this book to all fans of science fiction. I think you'll like it. The pace really picks up about a quarter of the way in. And I hope this episode was to your liking. And until next time, fly dangerously.